0: The Mel Gedroid Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on my little podcast, we shall be talking about, what are we going to be talking about? Unexpectedly lovely destinations, yeah? Quiche Lorraine, blah, and Bush's security tips. If you like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic. There will be more chat, great songs thrown in for good measure. <laughs> Hey, Bush. Good to see you.
1: Good to see you. Aww. How are you doing? You
0: all right? Listen, I've had a cracking week, actually. Have you now? It was really, really fun. I went to uh, I went to Ukraine. Yes. To Kyiv.
1: Kiev. Is that how they say it?
0: Yes. It's now spelt K-Y-I-V as opposed to K-I-E-F. Is that right? Yeah. It used to be pronounced Kiev. Are you still with me? Uh, it's interesting <laughs> stuff, this, isn't it? But now it's Kyiv.
1: Kiev. Is that where the chicken Kiev comes
0: from? It certainly is, my love. Is tried, it really? Tried one, tried one. So you pop your pop your fork in, and then yeah. you get this incredible sort of shard of oil. It's
1: like a fondue.
0: Exactly.
1: Savory fondue.
0: Savory fondue. Literally salivating. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Hot oil comes out. It's it's good. It's delicious. Yeah. The mashed potato on which it sits is amazing. Yeah. I I probably shouldn't say this, but the ones you get in packs in the
1: freezer. <laughs>
0: are a bit more delicious, because I think they put a bit more salt and garlic
1: in. Really? Yes. There's a bit more muck in there.
0: I, I thought they were a bit bland.
1: I, I Honestly, I love I love Kievs. I could eat <sighs> Kievs every day of the Sorry, week. Sorry, Kiev. 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 I could eat Kiev. What's your favourite kind of flavour within a Kiev? Kiev?
0: Well, it's usually the garlic, isn't it? Is it? It's all about the ruddy garlic bush. I thought they could have given us more garlic.
1: More garlic, please. Yes.
0: What was amazing, though, and I was thinking about this a lot, you know there's places that you go to that you sort of don't mean to go to, i.e. you wouldn't necessarily possibly choose to go to... But you end up going, usually for work, and yeah. they turn out to be absolutely brilliant and you want to go back.
1: Ah, because you were a bit apprehensive about it first, weren't no, you? I just didn't
0: know. I just didn't know. And, mm. you know, obviously there are, there's a situation out there and, um, you know, it's not kind of happy-go-lucky. Woo, you know, we're going off on holiday. Mm. It was
1: brilliant. So it exceeded your expectations. I want to go back. Wow.
0: I want to go to Odessa. I want to go to the Black Sea. I want to go to the Russian Steps.
1: <laughs> Is that a band? That'd be good, wouldn't it?
0: Very big in in the mid 80s on the university circuit. (laughs) So, Bush, I would like you to think, if you will, while we listen to the next track, about a place that you've been to that you wouldn't necessarily have gone to otherwise. All right, I will. Yeah. That's your little mission. Okay, so we're thinking about places that we've been to and loved almost inadvertently. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? You didn't expect to love it. You had to go there, maybe for work or some such reason, mm-hmm. and you ended up loving it and wanting to go back. I've put Kyiv into the hat.
1: Kyiv. But you do have advice for them uh, in terms of a nation that they should put more salt and garlic into the chicken Kiev. That's fair enough. I don't
0: want to get into trouble by saying that.
1: It's just a holidaying oh. feedback form in terms of their food. Good.
0: Yes, you're yeah. right. Lovely people
1: in Kyiv. Are they nice and friendly? Oh, the
0: I love the young young'uns. They're so nice.
1: And they put on a good show for the Eurovision, Amazing. then. Amazing. The day?
0: Uh, the vibe was in creds. Oh, that's good. I'm going to say, and I'm going to put myself on the line here. Here we go. It topped Sweden <sighs> last year for me. Maybe not, I don't know, in terms of what you saw on the telly. I know there was a big whiz-bang wallop in Sweden. It was all incredible, and it was very high-tech and loads of money. There was something about being in that arena in Kyiv. Kyiv.
1: It was incredible. Oh, that's and I think the for them. I think for them as well because then it's not a particularly well off place. Ig- it's like when you go to someone's house and they pull out the best crockery to try and impress oh, people. Oh god. Bless them. Bless them. I,
0: I ruddy love
1: it. I'm going. I want to go.
0: I'm going to throw Buxton in here. <laughs> Buxton in the peaks. Yeah. So Beautiful place. Had to go there for work. Mm-hmm. I'm now obsessed with
1: it. Really? What but about I'm, it in particular?
0: It's just great. The people are great. The food's great. It's beautiful. The walking's amazing. Honestly, it's a really lovely place. I'd, wow. put, I'd put that in. Nancy, in France, had to go there to make a film about macaroons.
1: Did you? Did
0: you? Yes, and I was thinking, oh, I've got to go to Nancy. Oh. Stunning. I would recommend anyone going to Nancy. In France.
1: Just to help yourself to macaroons, which are amazing things yeah. as well, aren't they? and it's also
0: in the Lorraine region, so it's got very good quiche Lorraine's.
1: Oh, Really? Yes. A little bit more about quiche Lorraine's later on in this show. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. But
0: Bush, are there places that you have ended up going to that you've thought, yes, this is brilliant, I wouldn't have gone here otherwise?
1: Uh, well, and I don't mean this in any offence to Belfast, but I, I had to go there for work about a year ago to turn on a DAB... <laughs> This is marvelous. This is so exciting. <laughs> a DA, it was a DAB switch on, so they're going to get digital radio over there. So they sent uh, me over. Oh. I was the envoy. And I, I don't, oh, that's I don't good. like flying. I was a bit scared of Belfast because I was at university with a couple of lads from Belfast who were crazy in a good way. <laughs> But uh, they were absolutely crazy. So I went over there, and we just had the best time. For it's the a brilliant city, isn't it? Everyone's so friendly. It's
0: a. I did a week there on a musical mm-hmm. and was obsessed with it.
1: And we've subsequently gone back for like a, a get-together holiday. It's great. You see? So sometimes work, and you think you're be sat there in a travel lodge going mad, it can it open the door to amazing places.
0: I'm loving this. This is yeah. good, ruddy, positive chat. Yes. And I'm excited about future Keisha Lorraine chat. <laughs> Well, on Magic here with the mighty Bush. Now things can literally only get better. I can see you preparing, Bush. Hey, hey. he's got his pencil in his hand at the ready. Yes, <laughs> it's time for Bush's rare letter today. Yes, uh, Bush. What day? What
1: day is it? Extended remix. There, I love it. Terrible. <laughs> yes. What? What day?
0: What day is it, my love? I need to know.
1: Uh, Mel, you're going to love this because (gasps) you mentioned it earlier on by chance, and it might be fate. May the 20th is World Quiche Lorraine Day.
0: I am standing up in honour. That's so weird. We haven't talked about Quiche Lorraine. That was total serendipity, mate. It's just
1: come out of the blue, is not (gasps) it? Flipping heck.
0: Give me those facts, man. Cover me in quiche. (laughs)
1: Cover me in quiche. Right, here we go. Three amazing facts about quiche. Good. First off, the largest quiche was created in Paris in 1997 by chef Alain Motoculio. I might have said that wrong. He used 125 quarts of milk and 1,928 eggs. (gasps)
0: 1,928 eggs. Imagine Imagine that. that. But how did he cook it? How did he bake it,
1: Bush? Really annoyingly, that bit of vital information wasn't on there.
0: I wonder what the diameter was. It
1: would have been like a small swimming pool. That's I amazing. Imagine diving into a quiche that big. Do you reckon oh. if you dived in, you could eat your way back out
0: again? Oh, I, don't you love
1: quiche? I love quiche. Salmon, I love it. Salmon,
0: salmon, quiche. You're asparagus. a salmon quiche yeah, person.
1: Man. Oh, um, yeah. How I'm good. Standard, uh, like, bacon and cheese.
0: More quiche, mate, please. More quiche factage. Come the, on.
1: The classic French quiche are, are actually originated in Germany in the medieval kingdom of Lothringen. Which, Which is, is
0: Lorraine. Yeah, exactly. The Lorraine, yeah, renamed
1: Lorraine when it came under French control. Uh, Tada quiche Lorraine. Isn't Ta-da that amazing? Tadda, quiche Lorraine. quiche Lorraine. Lorraine.
0: I hope Lorraine Kelly likes quiche. She really should. Is she named after the quiche do
1: Probably. You think? Probably. Finally, the term quiche comes from the German word kutchen, meaning cake, and it was altered by the French to the common word used today. That's
0: very, very strong. I feel totally abreast of the Quiche Lorraine situation. And I will use those facts to impress people when I see them this evening.
1: If things dry up at a dinner party or you're struggling for stuff to talk about, throw one of those babies in.
0: <laughs> oh, that's very. Oh, I wish we had some Quiche now, don't you?
1: Me too. I feel I it could a lot. Just loss. eat
0: a little slice What's that? What's that credit card? What are you doing with that, mate? Just, uh,
1: just my bank card. Okay. We've got this thing now. I just tap it on the top, call it contactless, <gasps> yeah?
0: I love a bit of
1: contactless. Beep. I I read this scary thing about criminals where apparently they can uh, scan your back pocket because there are so many, because a lot of people carry their card in their back pocket and they can do the same, they can do contactless on your uh, card just by doing it on the tube.
0: But they'd have to have a merchant's. um, But they've got a little card
1: copier thing which uses the same technology. So good advice there, Bushy. Good advice takes you back to the days in terms of showing the difference in technology. I remember when I was a waiter, the big panic then was when you did the swipe across of the card. People would go in the bins and get the, the and little cellophane your... thing. Yes,
0: yes, the Xerox thing.
1: Xerox thing.
0: We, when I worked in the Covered Market in Oxford, uh, one of my jobs was to uh, cut those up.
1: Really, to shred not the em. whole
0: thing, but to cut off, cut up the uh, carbon copy. See people
1: go and do it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Be careful out there, guys. Be careful. But just be careful. That's all we're saying. Just be careful.
0: I wouldn't, I would never put my bank card in my back pocket,
1: actually. Wouldn't you? No. I never would up until moving to London and then my wallet. But I got like a, my wallet's too big.
0: How do you pronounce it? My wallet. Wallet.
1: You're not the first person.
0: There's a little bit of partridge there.
1: Wallet. Wallet. My wallet. You're not the first person to say I say that weirdly for some reason. Wallet. It's a bit like froth.
0: (laughs) Don't even go to froth. Don't know. That will take up the whole of this podcast if we start talking about froth. But I do like the way you pronounce
1: wallets. wallet. Wallet. <laughs> it's my wallet. Oh no, I've got another word that's now stuck in my head. Wallet.
0: Oh, Bush, you crack me up, man. You
1: know, uh, oh. dads. Dads end up with big wallets, don't they? Wallets. Yes, wallet. they do. For some reason, I've got a dad wallet where it's got. I can't say it now. It's. Got, it oh no, weird. Bush.
0: No, 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 Bush. It's fine. It's fine. It it it's lovely. Weird. It's lovely, and it's you. Don't change the way you say
1: it. Don't go changing. Wallet. wallet. Um... <laughs> it's like a little frog, like a little uh, bullfrog. <laughs> I've got a problem with my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Little tongue flips out and eats a fly.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Right, here's a question from someone in the office. Mal. Right, I'm ready. Toad's uh, ready. Uh, what's your highest-ranking school play appearance? <gasps> Highest-rank Mary, lowest-rank Donkey. Okay, I see. In terms of the role that you played.
0: Ah, oh, so it doesn't have to be in a nativity.
1: No, it can be any form of school play.
0: We're just using the nativity sort of plimsoll line yes. as a way of, instead of doing one to ten. It's a way of making it less boring.
1: Excellent water dispersal analogy there, Mel. Thanks
0: very much. Right, I'm going to say immediately, lower sixth, Kiss Me Kate, one of the comedy gangsters. We put it on ourselves, it was a musical.
1: Kiss Me Kate's such a good musical. Is it? I've never, oh. I've never heard anything about it.
0: Cole Porter, mate. It's based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Okay. So it's that basic story, but set to Cole Porter-esque songs. It's phenomenal. We open in Venice. We next play Verona. Then on to Cremona. (laughs) Lots of laughs in Cremona. We then... um, I can't remember the words. Anyway, it's got (laughs) some absolutely cracking tunes.
1: Did you get some rave reviews?
0: Well, um, my friend Rach's dad really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I remember
0: that. He came up to us afterwards and said, I really enjoyed
1: that. Well done, girls.
0: So, uh, yes, comedy gangster, and we had to sing Brush up your Shakespeare, start quoting him now. Brush up your Shakespeare and the women you will wow. It's such a great song.
1: I'd like to go and see that.
0: And we wore trilbys and gangster outfits, so that was definitely the high point. That was my Mary. Wow. Thanks very much. What was your Mary?
1: Um, sounds wrong. <laughs> my Mary was my Mary. I, I've I've not got a very illustrious stage career, although I was the uh, third segment from the back of the dragon in Aladdin, which meant wearing uh, a pair of like black tights and skidding around on a freshly polished school stage floor. Oh, High Jeopardy. So cute. Rave, rave reviews though. We were great. We were a great dragon. I think there's four or five of us of all the different segments. I think that's a Mary, mate. Is that a Mary? I think
0: that's a Mary, or possibly a Three King.
1: Yeah, maybe slightly down from the Mary, but yeah, Three King, that, I'm happy with that.
0: I love the idea in, uh, of you in tights, Bush.
1: It wasn't a good look. It's the same problem I've got now with me with leggings. With your yoga, I yeah? was going to say, I I was gonna,
0: but that has that has not left you.
1: It's not left anyone's mind's eye, I <laughs> think, <laughs> to be honest with you. Have you got a nice long shirt? I've got a long shirt and I put shorts on top of them as well.
0: Oh, very demure. Thank and you you're still much. the only man? Literally the only bloke. Good egg. Yes. <laughs> Bush, how's your week been?
1: Mel, thank you for asking. I've got breaking news.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, Do you remember a while ago on this show, uh, I brought in a letter from school where they were asking the kids what musical instrument they wanted to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's all
1: these different instruments, and we were talking about clarinets and stuff like that. Uh, And then it it was okay, I don't mean this in a bad way, as a a terrible dad, but my daughter Erin didn't really pick up on any of the instruments and wasn't that bothered. And I was like, fine. Yeah. If she wants to get into an instrument later on in life, great. Yes, However, this morning, oh my Lord. she has said to me that her friend Layla yes. is learning violin and she would like to play the violin as well. <gasps> and I was thinking, and this is no offence to anyone who's a violin player, and like I said, at Magic at the Musicals, I was watching them doing the violin playing thing, and these guys are amazing. They're
0: extraordinary, yeah.
1: But there's a long road to get to that good, isn't there? And I just think violin out of all the instruments that a kid can practice in the other room.
0: What you're so going to worst... have, Bush, is... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that is that. I'm not. Oh. I don't want to diss your daughter's musical powers. She might be Stefan Grapelli. Who knows? <laughs> but there might be, <laughs> and they're small when they start. They're small little violins. Yes,
1: this is the thing. They're, they're
0: high. A they're very high.
1: Tiny little thing. They've yeah. got to get. Uh, and I think every instrument has got its own byproduct. Just practicing noise. Oh. The clarinet has got the squeak of the reed. Yeah. The trombone's got that weird metallic blowy noise before it actually gets going. And, and the violin has got that terrible squeak of which you speak. <laughs> what am I going to do, Mel? How am I going to put up with this?
0: Well, Let's have a think. OK, so, what are we thinking? Your daughter about to take up the violin, she's seven. Mm-hmm. It will be a small violin, as we've said. Is there some sort of muffling device that you can put on the violin? You know, with a trombone, you have a sort of dampener, and if you play the drums, then you can play pads or go behind a sort of perspex screen. Yeah. Is there some sort of muffling device that you can put on the bow or on the strings or something?
1: That would be so good. You mean like a silencer for a gun? A silencer. Some kind of silencer.
0: Actually, I know exactly what you need to do. Okay. You need to... Right, my mate Colin did this when his kids were small.
1: Okay, and if if it's good enough for Colin, it's good enough for me. Oh,
0: Colin is such a good egg. Salt the earth. He used to have a pair of, um, what are they called, the guys with the table tennis bats at the airports, uh, air traffic controllers. Right, yeah. You need to invest in a set of very, very, very hardcore uh, ear-muffle air traffic controller
1: devices. Oh, like proper, on, on the deck of, of an aircraft carrier, exactly. earphone things going on.
0: I'm not talking about plugs Plugs are for absolute
1: ninnies.
0: (laughs) You need the full-on, like they had in Airplane. Oh, yes. That's what you need, my friend.
1: Now, apparently there's this modern technology now, which is like noise neutralisation, where it cuts out. I don't know what it is. It's like magic.
0: Is it something that you play off a CD, like the fireplace thing where you have the fire roaring on a DVD?
1: I think you have it playing in your ears, and what it does, it neutralises any other sound. How does that work? But is that terrible? I should be encouraging her and saying, look, darling, you've played that note wrong. Do you want want me to try and tighten that up slightly or something? Yeah, but do
0: you play the violin, Bush?
1: No idea. So go for the ear defenders. Fair enough, thanks for that.
0: We've sorted that out. Uh, Oh, I know, and actually maybe maybe not show her that you're doing it.
1: Go into the other room, say I'll be listening from in there and then stick my earphones on.
0: Boom, (laughs) you've got it. Okie dokes, we're going back in. We're going in. I want the world to know oh. going to let it show
1: oh. so, uh, I like you I like your watch Mel It's a lovely oh, digital watch you got Jeez, there
0: It's matey It's a it's a it's an old um Yeah it's an old Casio yeah. Well actually no it's a, it's a new version of an old Casio What well, um slimline
1: What water resistant is that I've got on mine mine's 50 meters water, water resistant can you, you go see, in the water with that
0: the, That's the difference between between men and women <laughs> I, mate... Does I, it have I, it on the front? I it can't it even turn the alarm off. It keeps going off every sort of hour. <laughs> I don't know. How would I know that,
1: book? It's normally written on the front, though. It tells it? you. It's one of the, the the reasons you buy the thing. I can go... I can go...
0: Oh, it says water. It says... Oh, hang on. Water resist. Doesn't say by how much, though.
1: That's not very specific, is it? If you're going underwater, you need to know what your limit is.
0: D- but I've never understood this, OK?
1: Yeah.
0: Surely it doesn't make a difference if you're one metre below the surface or twenty in terms of the water resistance. You're still in the water.
1: I know, but you might want to know what time it is when you're down there. And if you go beyond fifty according to my watch, this ain't gonna work. So oh. I want to know that on land, how oh. deep I can go.
0: Oh I see. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Thanks for um oh, There you go, just thanks for clearing
1: that up. You used to work in a jeweler's so.
0: Did you? Did you wear one of those little things in your
1: eye? I always wanted one of those.
0: One of those little what are they called? There must be a name for them.
1: Is it a monocle?
0: No. Well I thought monocle is flat and yeah, these are right. more tubular in shape aren't they? Yeah,
1: I-tube. I think it was an I-tube. 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 Good. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, now. Oh, it's a food related one. Okay. Toast topping. Oh god, I'm salivating. Scrambled egg or baked beans?
1: Yeah, it has to be scrambled egg. Same. I love scrambled egg on toast. Well, how
0: do you do scrambled eggs, right? Because I, I get into a bit of an argument with with the other half about this. Tell me how. You, tell me how you do scrambled eggs.
1: I normally crack three eggs into a cereal bowl. Uh-huh. Uh Give it a light mix around. Put some a uh, bit of salt, bit of pepper. Good. Sometimes some English mustard in there. and oh. And then put that into a pan with a bit of butter and slowly turn it around for a little while until it ruins the pan. And I wash it up about three days later.
0: And how? What's the consistency of your egg like?
1: I'd say it's quite firm. Yeah, I, I'm quite a hypochondriac. I still haven't had those words of Edwina Curry; they haven't left me yeah. from all those years ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I make sure I cook it pretty well through. Yes. Why? Well, what's your methodology? Well,
0: I I would go along with that. I mm-hmm. might put a slash of milk in as well. Okay, just to make it go further. Yeah, right. And I do them really well, so they're almost like sort of little nobbles.
1: Little nobbles.
0: But the other half has it in sort of liquid form.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's a bit. That's not right, is it?
0: You get that in hotels, though, don't you?
1: Yeah, that kind More of like liquidy. the one where you've got a hot plate and the chef's like knocking them out every five minutes or so.
0: I think you're right. I think it's the legacy of curry, maybe, which is which is forcing us to be a bit hyper about it.
1: But do you know what? I used to do them up until only recently. Used to always do scrambled egg in the microwave. Ooh, I, to, I, lo- I love scrambled that's, egg in the microwave.
0: That's B and B Yeah,
1: it is. That is
0: cheap B and B styling. But I love it. Oh no, because they go all they go gritty, don't they?
1: I used to do bacon in the microwave. Raw bacon to cooked in the microwave. I'm
0: not even going to entertain this. <laughs> so it stays pink.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just sweats a bit more, but it tastes so good. Yes, I'm radioactive, but it tastes so good.
0: Bush, I can't believe you're admitting to this. This is appalling.
1: Come and stay at my B&B sometime. we have a cracking time. <laughs> really is great.
0: <laughs> uh, is Mel G on magic now? Listen up. It's time for Tell Mel. Think of this. It's a bit like Betty Davis eyes. I will be coruscating. Nothing, nothing will escape my vision. You can ask me anything. Start.
1: Hey, Mel, it's Bradley. Since Christmas, my half and I have been working our way all the way through Game of Thrones. However, last night she admitted to me that she secretly watched two episodes of Me when I was out late at work. How should I react to this betrayal?
0: Bradley, I have no feeling towards this at all. I am negative. I am neutral. I do not watch the Game of Thrones. Is it an important thing? I don't know. I don't particularly care because I've never watched it, Bradley. I really would go and seek somebody else's advice. Virginia Ironside. Somebody like that who might be a fan of Game of Thrones. Sorry, I can't help. Next, please.
1: Hi, Mel. It's Paul. Uh, We have the same argument in our house every weekend about what's the best condiment to go with chips, salad cream or ketchup. What is it? Oh, Paul,
0: I am shocked. I am deeply outraged to the pit of my very core. Mayonnaise on a chip, salad cream on a chip. Go, my friend, and live in Brussels if that's the sort of behaviour you want to be indulging in. Ketchup, ketchup ketchup possibly with a little whiff of peri-peri but red 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 sauce i won't even allow brown next please hi mel it's rosie i don't know why but i fancy a damn good cry at a movie this weekend what film do you think is the ultimate tearjerker fast and furious 8 rosie go and see that you'll be crying within the first 30 seconds that was tell mel goodbye Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic. The Mel Gedroid Podcast.